Welcome to the Weekly Rebound Podcast, back again to break down another week of Legacy League's action. I'm your host, Connor Sauer, joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host over here, Greg Horn. Greg, another thrilling week of games featuring some bad beats in the pickums, courtesy of me, some roof-rattling dunks, and also another player added to the 1,000-point club. Shout-out to Ralph Vargas, former MVP. But nonetheless, it was a great Monday. Um, basketball action over at InSports. No, yeah, I mean, I'm loving the intro. That favorite intro, this is favorite intro ever. I mean, yeah, <laughs> leave it at that. Leave it at that. I take it away. <laughs> Greg, let's just go right into it, baby. Another great episode in store for all of our listeners today. We started starting out with our surprise on the rise, as we always do. We're going to get into the recap of all the games and, of course, the preview with all the prop bets and pickums that everybody's been loving this season. Um, Greg, uh, before we get into everything, though, there's been a lot of controversy in the sports media over the past few days, thanks to all of this Madden ratings that just been recently released. Um, a lot of players upset with their ratings um, in the NFL world. A lot of guys voicing their frustration on social media and other outlets in terms of them getting out their, you know, their voice of their opinion. And uh, Keenan Allen is one of those those guys that uh, definitely had a video that's been going viral. Um, Greg. Let's just get into it. My question for you is, if you were able to construct your all-99 Legacy Leagues all-time team, um, who, who would be those four guys out there, the all-99 Legacy Leagues God Squad? Um, of all time, of course. Um, I would probably have to go, uh, obviously, free Mike, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. On the squad, of course. Uh, he's the best Legacy Leagues player of all time, uh, accolade-wise. He, I mean, skill-wise, he's obviously top five without a doubt. Easy. He's one of the most clutch players. He's probably the best big shot maker in this game. Yep. He's yep. one of the best step backs. Mike Davis can do it all. And it's honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a shame that he's not in the league this year. So I hope, we hope to see him again. Um, then I'd go Reggie Stewart just because, again, accolades and experience. And mm -hmm. I, I just don't know outside of Carmine Santorelli if there's anyone that's quick enough to even stay with them in this mm -hmm. league. And what Reggie brings to the table, I know he plays so well with Mike, so I think that'd be great. And then you got someone, I know this might be going back, Connor Emerson, like someone by the name of Greg Links. A goat. And uh, he's, Greg Links is like, um, he's like an old like grief or like a Norse mythology story where like there's like a god or a creature that shows up only, only now and once then. And he becomes a legend, or like a myth. It's one of those things like, yeah, we've heard the stories. We don't we'll believe it when we see it. Well, exactly. Greg Langston came that one season, and he showed it. And I don't think I'll ever see a player put on a more dominant performance in the Legacy Leagues than he ever did mm -hmm. that season. So for that reason, he's there. And this fourth one's hard because I kind of want to add a big guy or someone that I think – because Greg does play the big role, but, he, I mean, he's one of the best three-point shooters we've seen. So I kind of want someone who I know can give it all for me down low. Mm -hmm. I'm going with my guy, KT, Kayvon Turma. Wow. And I'm not saying that he is – he's probably not in the top 20 even of – not talent-wise, like accolade-wise of Legacy League players. But I think when I'm saying 99 overall, that season he had after his first season – was one of the best seasons by a big guy we've ever seen yeah. because he took 90 free throws and made and shot 80%. That's most big guys in this league can't. I love David Armstrong. I'm pretty sure his free throw, free throw percentage is at like 60%. The efficiency from my guy there, and also it's a little biased because I love him, but that would be my uh, four man 99 squad. 
I like that a lot. And I would 100% agree with the first three. Reggie, Mike Davis, and, of course, Greg Langston. Yeah. The, the those, middle those are undebatable. Um, those are undebatable for sure. The fourth spot, I really like the Turnbull pick. I think he kind of went off the radar a little bit with it. Um, yeah. Like, I think Terrell Vargas uh, should have that spot, especially just mentioning him making the 1,000-point club. Uh, you know, he's been to the finals. I think Joey in the post-game show was mentioning all of Terrell Vargas's accolades, you know, mentioning how he's a multi-MVP or a former MVP, multi-time all-star. Uh, yeah, he's, he's one of the all-time premier defenders in the league when he's when he's playing at his uh, highest level. But I think he failed to mention that Terrell Vargas was also a champion last season with Shocker City. Am I correct, Max. Greg? I think people forget about that. You know, he kind of was a little bit of a Kevin Durant. You know, he uh, you know went from riding on a, a team like No Limit, which was a consistent championship contender. You can kind of compare it to the Oklahoma City Thunder when yeah, they definitely. had those guys. Yeah, he was the and, uh, Yeah, a team that was always right there on the cusp of winning, but not able to get over that hump. And then, you know, switched to a team with tons of other talented players and was able to get over. So I would put Terrell there um, in that fourth spot, just an all-around yeah. stud. Uh, he's able to score from anywhere, literally on the court. He's got that swagger to his game where he's he, he, he talks shit, he dunks on you. He, he's just a fierce competitor on both ends of the floor, and you really love to see that, um, especially on a lineup where he might be the fourth best guy out there. That's just absolutely absurd. Um, and I would say honorable mentions like uh, Carmine Santarelli and even another one throwing it back a little bit, Greg, uh, Jalen Graham, uh, when he was at his highest level. Oh, dude, one of the nastiest ball handlers that this league has ever seen, and I think he's just a tenacious competitor out there as well, Greg. But uh, that'd be our all-99 team. I think there's a bunch of other – not a bunch, but a couple other guys you could slot in there to that fourth spot. But uh, I thought that was a fun little segment to kick it off, especially considering uh, what's been going on in the media, Greg. But let's get into our surprise on the rise. Go going into week eight now, the surprise on the rise has always been a segment where we're trying to shine light on guys who are getting less attention than maybe they deserve to be getting in the league. So as we get further into the season, this segment does become harder and harder to do as all these guys have made names for themselves this far into the year. Um, so with this, with that being said, we're only going to be doing one surprise on the rise this week and maybe for the weeks going forward as well. Um, obviously, we don't do too much of them during the playoffs because at that point, um, all the contenders are showing up and they're playing at their highest level. But Greg, for this week, uh, we have our our consensus surprise on the rise is going to be Jordan Jones from the Toon Squad. I'll let you get into what he's been doing recently. Now, yeah, Jordan Jones has been big for Toon Squad, and he plays a big role because they need a lot of supplemental scoring, and that's what Jordan Jones has given them. He gave him 13 last week, and he gave them 10, 3, and 2 this week on 5 of 10 shooting. And I mean, look, that's what that's what they need. They don't need someone to come in and drop 20 points and take a heavy load of shots. They just need someone to get the buckets when Chad and Jaden can't really find their shot or maybe they're double-teaming one of them because they're their primary scorers. And this is what this team's going to need to do. I mean, look, sometimes you got to dance with the pants you wear to prom. And, I mean, it's just it's just something that I, – I just love that line. I had to throw that in. Because, look, it, it makes sense. Look, some players in this league – one thing I love about players, a player like Devin Luzetti or a player like um, – a player like Tavar Pierce or someone like that is they just understand what they do best and how they can help their team out. Tavar or someone like Cody could average 20 a game easily, but they understand what their team needs from them. And that's something that I think Jordan Jones is doing. He's just no, understands. All right. These guys need another double digit scoring out, output from someone other than Chad and Jaden. Yeah. And that's what Jordan Jones has been doing. And he's been really huge for this two squad team. 
yeah, he, he'd slot into that spot perfectly for them. If he can continue to perform at that level that he's been doing um, in these recent weeks, you know, he's been hitting some threes, he's been running the floor in transition, um, getting some easy baskets, and you just need somebody to step up, like you said, outside of Jaden and Chad, um, who are putting up huge scoring totals on a week-in, week-out basis. And just like you said, getting that supplemental score um, to fit into that, that third scoring spot for them and, and really, you know, propel this team to get some more wins like they were able to do this past week. So I think uh, very deserving of surprise on the rise um, heading into this week eight. So Greg, let's get into the, the recap of week seven. Um, we're starting out with an absolute banger here. Shocker city versus redeem team. We have shocker city um, listed as minus three and a half point favorites redeem team, the dogs in this one, just slightly a three and a half. And uh, we mentioned some bad beats earlier in the pod Ooh. and boy, was this a bad beat. Um, yeah. Shocker City fails to cover by half a point, but if you were watching, uh, Shocker had full control of the spread the entire game, and in the last minute, as the game was basically locked up in the bag, they were just kind of letting Redeem Team come down and get some points, and sure enough, Melquan Horton hit a three-point shot with .5 seconds left in this game to cover. They were down six points. The three brought them down by three. Um, with the spread obviously at three and a half, they would cover that spread by half a point. Greg chose Redeem Team to cover, and I chose Shocker City, so I took a horrible L in this game. Um, shout out to Rel Vargas, who we just mentioned, Greg, 25 points. MB Rel. Uh, the game's highest scorer in this one, um, followed by Nick Durso and Melquan Horton on Redeem Team, who each had 21. Kinswan Miles for Shocker City balled out, 18 points. Jason Hernandez starting to come into his own now, Greg. In these recent weeks, he had 12. Um, Pratt has kind of been quiet with only 11 this this week. Um, I, I want to see more from Pratt, uh, especially coming into the playoffs now when they're going to need him the most. But Redeem Team, Greg, only five guys, just not enough to get over the, the deep and versatile team of Shocker City. Yeah, you know, um, Redeem Team, look, they're going to need to have their guys show up. It's, it comes with they have, they need the talent that their guys bring. They need the shooting, especially that Destin Simmons brings. Without Destin there, they do not have – really any primary Eric Singleton can shoot Eddie obviously is a primary shooter I mean Dante again can shoot but he's better at attacking the basket and same with Melquan so Destin's huge for them same with someone like Cash or, or you know a full team goes so far we've seen it with a team like Sports Look in the past where they've had talented rosters it's just they don't show up kills your chemistry and kills the team and Redeem team's going to need to fix that going forward because they had the talent to win it all, but I just don't know if they can do it if the guys aren't there. And as far as Shocker City, this is what Shocker City does. I think we're starting to see Shocker City come together. I think those losses were huge for them. Everyone always says the old cliche, you know, you learn more from losing than winning, and I think it's true. And I think Shocker City learned a lot from these two games. And going forward, especially with the rise of Jason Hernandez and Carmine's ball and Rel is coming into, into his own, all they need is Pratt to start hitting threes, and this team is, will be absolutely unstoppable. Uh, Greg, shout out to this prop bet. Yep. This was this was hideous. David Armstrong blocks at two and a half. Ha! He had 10. He had 10, and I went under. That was the <laughs> worst hit of the entire went year. Over, baby. Greg definitely went over. I cannot believe that. That is That's disgusting. honestly, that's, that's on impulsive. us. He averaged well, last week like three and a half a game. So right. No, I, I know that. But I'm just saying how, like, Redeem Team's like one of those smarter teams. I just didn't think that, you know, they got some shooters like Destin and Eddie and like, some tenacious 
like Dunkers and Eric and Melquan and Dante. Like I just didn't see a whole lot of blocks this game going down. But David Armstrong, one of the best defenders, if not the best post defender in the league right now, and definitely um, in the running for defensive player of the year. It's not even close that he's in that conversation and definitely in the conversation for an all defensive first team type of season. I'd say, um, I'd say it's locked. Yeah, at this <laughs> point. Make all first defensive team. I will buy every person in the league a beer. Okay, so let's get that one uh, marked down somewhere. David Armstrong, first teamer, everybody's drinking on Greg. Um, yeah, so that's that's a tough tough beat. I'm not, not off to a good start this week. And uh, even in the real betting world, it was a tough Monday. We're digging, boys. We are absolutely digging. But let's get going into the next game. Um, Toon Squad taking on the Brick Layers, Greg. We had Toon Squad as minus thirty and a half, minus thirty five and a half point favorites going up against the Brick Layers, plus thirty five and a half dogs. And uh, the Brick Layers, Greg, just finding ways to cover spreads. And, they do, uh, baby. That's, that's, that's just what they do. And uh, I think I took another L on this one. Might have took Toon Squad to cover, and Greg just chose his boys, Brick Layers, and they paid off for him once again. Um, at one point in this game, Greg, in the first quarter, like with one minute left in the first quarter, this game was a tie game. So just shout out the bricklayers going up against a team that just has way more basketball experience than them, and they were able to keep this game close for the most part. You know, um, honestly, the bricklayers remind me of uh, the old uh, that old D Rose commercial and the old Tupac quote about the rose from the concrete. You know, the bricklayers, if they get a win. It'll be – it's the same thing with when he said, like, you know, if a rose grows from a garden, it's like, oh, it's a rose. If a rose grows from a concrete, it's like, look at that rose. It's from concrete. This Bricklayers team is taking these L's and taking all their shit, and if they can put it together, fight in that first-round game, if it is a playing game and there is the buys, I would love to see the Bricklayers put it all together and maybe upset a silly or a Scots. I – they – fight they have fun out there they understand now just get it to the big guys and let them do their thing they actually had their best game of the season last week and i think we say that every week how they had their best game of the season because they're improving and they're just doing their best and they keep improving as a basketball team and honestly shout out my guys at brick ladies thank you for covering yeah they did cover the final score was 73 to 48 i don't know if i mentioned that um yeah they did they did definitely did cover plus 35 and a half um yeah. but uh at the end of the day it, it's just a quality performance, like you said, Greg, for them to build on going forward. You know, it's, it's definitely it was a tough matchup. Obviously, uh, a guy like Chad McCoy is going to eat against the Bricklayers, and they weren't able to stop him. But uh, for the most part, you know, they, they kept everybody else contained. And uh, Jaden Battle, who, you know, we expected to go off because we had Chad and Jaden Battle's combined points set at 52 and a half. I hammered that over, and uh, unfortunately, Greg, they uh they went under um 29 plus 18 i'm not too good at math greg you want to do that math for me there buddy what is it like 29 plus 18 37 29 plus 18 is 40 30. something no 29 plus 18 30 plus 18 is 48 so 47 yeah 47 so they went a little bit under there um yeah 52 and a half so I went over. I think we both took the L on that one. So uh, I'm not off to a good start at all here, guys. <laughs> rough, rough day for Connor. It was a rough, rough Connor might need the, uh, Henny, the Henny. Yeah, I might need some Henny shots on this episode. Um, right, the next game, Sports Look versus Nick Strong. And I'm already looking at it, and it's not looking good for me here in this one either. But uh, I did pick Nick Strong, uh, minus one and a half. 
to to cover that and win outright against Sportsbook. Um, and they were able to do that in a great game, 69 to 62. Nick Strong with the win. Dude, this team is flying up the friggin' charts right now. Nick Strong was always one of those teams that we just said, yeah, we like you, Nick Strong. Keep fighting. Keep trying to get some wins. You know, you guys got a lot going on there. You got a lot of positive things to build around. It's like, that's not them anymore. Now it's like, yo, go get a ship, like, because you have the actual ability to do so. Greg, Mike Vesicchio, Ryan Florentine, Ant Vesicchio, Chris League. These guys all balled out. Every single one of them had at least 15. Um, the high score being Mike with 26. And uh, he just had a great game in a game where we had a player prop on him, too, which we'll get into in a second, Greg. You want to hear the uh, horn bomb? Nick the Schwan horn bomb. Let me hear Team in Legacy Leagues. History, if they continue, to have none of their players shoot under 40% from the field in a season. Their field goal percentages straight down the line are 45, 45, 45, 58, 55, 60, 50, 52. That is insane inefficiency. I could go to any roster now in any year, and you could find one player on at least one of their teams that's shooting around the 30% mark. Mm -hmm. It is. I think that is the most underappreciated part of this Nick Strong team, especially I mean, it, they score. You got Mike and Ant twenty and sixteen a game. Then you have Ryan Florentine and Chris Lee giving you sixteen and fourteen. And then you got someone like Tavar and Frank. Look, Frank gives you five six a game, but he shoots fifty two percent from the field. He's not taking bad shots. And this team is one of the. They have the best chemistry in the league. I think up there with Flynn, without a doubt. Just because these guys want to play with each other, they have fun. Chris Leak is smiling the entire time he's out there. He's cheering on these guys. You'd think they've been playing for years. And this Nick Strong team, look, they're extremely talented at basketball, and I don't want to take anything away from that. But their best thing going for them right now is that they're having fun doing this. And when, when Chris Leak got brought in, it wasn't only that they're having fun. Now they're supreme. Now that everything's clicking and moving in the right direction. And I'm just so happy for them, man. Yeah, Go they're like our young, like our young children, just growing up into the world, successful adults. Like that's what it feels like, just watching this Nick Strong team bloom into what they become. Um, Greg, I want, uh, I want you to get into the stats real quick and look up Frank Morale on the offensive rebound charts. If you could pull up the offensive rebounds, like I, I, I'd make a guess that he's easily top ten, if not top five, and maybe even getting crazy and saying top three. Frank Morale just. He's just been so dominant down there. For a guy who doesn't even get a ton of minutes, he just just pulls down offensive rebounds time and time again and just gives his team second-chance opportunities. And him and Tavar coming off the bench are just selfless players. Like, Tavar can go off for 30 like we've seen and then the next week score three points and only shoot five times. And I'm, we watch him on the bench. He's still cheering on his guys. He's never once complaining about minutes. Whenever somebody pulls him off, he comes right off. It's the same thing with Frank. These guys are selfless players. They know what they're playing for, which is a championship. They know who their best guys are and when, when they need to come off and give them, you know, that supplementary action, whether it be rebounds or defense or, or hitting a couple threes in, in Tavares' case. So it's like you got a bunch of versatility, and uh, you need role players like that. You know, we've seen too many cooks in the kitchen on so many teams in the past um, with, with having so many egos and so many talented players on the same team. Sometimes you can butt heads, but this team does not have that issue at all. You can argue that Chris Leak's the best player on this team, and he might be more selfless than anybody. I can see Chris Leak just easily cruising in the back, just not even complaining about his role when he knows he can go off for literally 35-plus any given night and just dominate the ball if he wanted to. But he's more content with just playing a role on this team, 
it's just selfless basketball. They're fun to watch. And like you said, they have fun playing, so it makes it more enjoyable to watch too. So shout out to Nick Strong. We'll get into the power rankings and talk a little bit more about them. But Greg, the head-to-head points prop in this game, we had Mike Vesicchio versus Jeff Norco um, and points scored. I went Jeff Norco here, and uh, Jeff Norco was not the pick. Um, not a terrible game from Jeff. Uh, it, it's just he hasn't been his offensive self that we saw last season over the past few weeks. Uh, he got off to a great start, but uh, it, it, just overall, his, the past few weeks in terms of his offensive production have not been at the level we're accustomed to seeing. Only 10 points and 5 of 13 this week. Um, it's not He's still an, an unbelievable player. He gave them eight rebounds. Um, you know, he plays good defense on, and, and tenacious defense, I should say, at that. But Mike Vesicchio was the pick as he uh, was the game's highest scorer. Or, I'm sorry, he was his team's highest scorer with 17 compared to Jeff Norco, who had 10 for sports so far. No, yeah, I mean, uh, I think sports looks just in a rough patch right now. I think they're, uh, you know, they lost Nick Baccarella, and that's a big blow. And, you know, they their other player had an ankle injury two weeks ago. So it's, you know, it's, it's coming down to health with them. And, you know, it's hard to play in this league with how fast-paced it is and how spaced out it is four-on-four. Four, it takes a lot out of you. And it's the same thing with Redeem Team. You, you just need your guys there because they have the talent, whether it's Norco or it's Dan or it's Brian. But – it's it's or even Marconi. I mean, this team is supremely talented. We saw them beat Shocker City. We saw this team beat yeah. Shocker City. It just shows how much can change. And it's just, you know, I think sports look really needs to just go back to the drawing board, recalibrate, take some time, and just figure out what they can do to right the ship before the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think it's just supposed to show how quick we can forget yep. uh, how good this team was just a few weeks ago. Um, after a quick slump in, in the standings, of course, but um, they're a team that you know when the playoffs come around, they're going to be the, they're going to be at their best. They're going to be playing at an elite level because um, that's what they do. That's what sportsbook has always done. When when the moment's big, they rise to the occasion. I think they might have gotten a little bit complacent with how hot of a start they had. Might have even caught themselves off guard and maybe you know thought that uh, they can kind of put them in cruise control for a few weeks and. You know, you can never do that in legacy leagues. You, you always got to be on your toes, ready to take on the next team with the same type of energy that you that you took on the team before. So I think they kind of went into a little bit of a lull, but uh, I would not be surprised if these guys bounce back. Greg, now let's get into your favorite team, my man. You got the Flint Tropics taking on the Defenders. Uh, you can already tell, by the way, Greg's reacting. His guys won, and they got uh, the Flint Tropics, big win, 103-67, to 67, and we had them at minus 27.5-point favorites, and they blew that spread out of the water. Uh, Mike Rizzuto, Greg, with uh, 19 points, 8 of 11 shooting, just an absolute stud, three blocks and three assists as well. Um, I can't wait to get into this player prop. It's actually hilarious. Um, the Silly Senders, Greg, our guy Brendan, been going off the last few weeks, 28 points, 12 of 20 shooting. Uh, he was trying to get that 30-piece at the end, and I think Mike Drewin sent the block back that was heard from Tennessee. Um, but uh, that was an absolute just monstrous performance from Brendan, who's been going crazy the last few weeks, uh, carrying his team in the offensive statistics, but just not enough with only 67 points as a total team to get over a stingy defensive team like the Flint Tropics. You know, uh, hold on, let me, let me set the mood real There he goes. Let me set the mood. Greg Sharp here, ladies and gentlemen. You know, in Flint Nation, there's a lot of things we do. We provide for the community, countless charities. We win basketball games. We do our thing, you know. But, you know, from Gianni to Druid to Zeus, 
the main thing that we do is get dubs. That's what Flint is about. Flint doesn't lose. Joey, TMC, that was a fluke last week. You got lucky. Bazudo was on vacation. Maybe he had bad clams, whatever. Forget it. He had an off week. We're coming and we're back. But as I was saying, Flint Nation is taking it all. And I'll be sitting here right after the championship, that Tuesday, with this same glass of whiskey, saying I told you so. I love it. Chug, Greg, chug. That's all I got to say. That's all you got to say. It's all you got to do, my man. So, Greg, you already know it's going to have some hot takes coming in um, with the tunes and all. So, Greg, I love it. The energy is, is it's on full hey. blast today, my man. Hey, what? Flint Nation, that's what we do. That's what, that's what, that's what we do with Flint. We don't, you know, you know other, other, other teams probably drink like Dubra or something. <laughs> we got that good. Oh, uh, that good. That hen hen. You know, something else. Henny bombs. Dropping some Henny bombs Maybe over there. Maybe in LA. You know what? Hen God Greg. Shout out Jack Champagne, Henny Wise. Yeah, champagne, um, Greg's boy. But uh, Greg, run TMC the next game that we gotta get into, taking on Scott's Tots, and they uh, won convincingly according to the stats. But Scott's Tots was actually the star of the show in this game, if you ask me. Eighty-five to sixty-eight, Scott's Tots lost, but um, you know they they really had some some good moments in this game. They won the third quarter by over ten points uh, to make this game really close heading into the fourth, where TMC was able. To pull away and obviously make this game look like it was a blowout but nonetheless this game was uh very close at times um and a lot of chirping going on on both teams dom langston and our guy greg who we've been asking joe carbone to step up and make some plays boy did he greg 20 points locked up dom langston on a play where dom was chirping the absolute shit out of him joe carbone steps up unfazed right in dom's shirt dom's like yeah yeah and then sure enough like boom pops the ball loose Corey king comes and grabs it and puts a thunderous windmill dunk down on the other end and joe carbone was right there in dom's face clapping right back and giving him that same type of energy it was really just an exciting game you didn't really think to see it such a competitive close gritty game between TMC and Scott's Tots, but I know that you you left early, so you weren't able to catch this full game. So I just wanted to uh, just highlight that this game really was an exciting game um, that had a lot of the, had a lot of attention, and all the eyes that were in in sports at the time were on this game. So um, definitely a, a good performance from Scott's Tots, who I'm pretty sure uh, actually covered the spread um, too in this one, um, 26 and a half point underdog. Now time, do it again. Let's go. You're too good. And, Lock and everyone up. Noah Rafone is too, uh, too Greg and, and uh, Kyle Guillemetti, uh, you know, both of them chipped in yeah. 15. They got good uh, players. Respectively. Dude, I mean, look, Scott's Tots has a collection of talent. They are not a bad basketball team. Run TMC yeah. was hot, on fire, on a roll. Did Reggie end up showing up? Reggie was not there, so we'll okay. get into that. But still, w that team with Don Langston, uh, Don Langston did have a good game, I saw, but that – what an impressive outing by Scott's Tots. We deserve, they deserve a tip of the hat for everything they have gone through this season. They keep pushing, and they're proven to be one of the top tier of those, like, after sports look. Scott's Tots has a very, you know, they're coming. And if you're going to be one of those teams, you know, they remind me of Nick Strong the past few seasons where Nick Strong maybe, you know, finished with, like, three, four wins, but then they made the playoffs, and they gave whoever they played in the playoffs a big run. And I, I think that's what Scott's Tots is going to do. 
as far as run TMC, look, I just ripped them as Flint Nation. I'll give them some, uh, you know, support right here. There's an old Jay-Z line. I'm making short-term okay. goals when the weather folds. Just put away the leathers and put ice on the gold. Oh. And that's all TMC's doing. They're just chilling, sitting back, enjoying the nice weather. 15-point win. Eh, regular season. TMC's waiting for the championship. That's what TMC's wants. They're waiting for those big-name teams. TMC's just chilling. I love it, Greg. Uh, real quick, um, because I forgot to do the player prop. I just said in oh. the last game, Flint Tropics yeah. are silly senders. Yeah. Um, let's go back to that real quick because I'll say in this little game, Scott Tots versus TMC, um, we had a player prop with Joey Zacco and Reggie Stewart combined threes, and Reggie Stewart was not there, so that that prop is a wash. So let's get into the prop for the Flint Tropics and the senders. Um, we had the second highest scorer for Flint, and me and you had to try to guess. Who that person oh. would be? Um, okay. I said Nick Japs. I want Bazudo. Sure you said Mike Bazudo. Assuming yeah. somebody else would be the number higher, so number one high score. Um, I got half of it right. I got the Japs part right. I didn't get the Nick Japs part right. It's Tyler fucking Japs with sixteen points, who might be the lowest scorer on the entire team. Beat Nick Japs by one point. He was seven for eight from the field with another bad beat. How does that, that happen? How yo, am I for, getting destroyed like this? For the record, too, there was so many times. I, I Nick went for a windmill dunk, and everyone was like, "Like, oh, like I can't believe he just tried that. He could have easily laid it in. <laughs> that might have been his only miss. Oh, I think it was. Yeah, it that was his only miss. Let's go, Tyler. It's Larry Legend. That's my guy, Larry Legend. Oh, the bad beats are just rolling in today, boys. They're just rolling in. It was a rough Monday. Yeah. Later, Tyler. Rough Monday for me, boys. I, I I'm digging a big hole here for myself. So uh, that's gonna wrap it up for the <laughs> recap section of the show, Greg. Let's get into these power rankings. I'm pretty pissed right now. Um. The bottom of the power rankings in the dungeon right now. We got the bricklayers at 10, sitting at 0 and 7. They continue to cover spreads and yeah. get some, you know, morale victories. But they get top plays too. Yeah. They get good highlights. And and uh Bender's a player of the week. So you know they've been collecting some stuff, uh, some accolades there despite not winning games, Greg. Uh silly senders at nine, one and six. What do you like about the silly senders, their potential going forward? Can they get up to that eight spot or even the seven spot over Scott's or tune in the last couple of weeks? Kind of running out of time here. Um, I don't know. I think Scott's tots is too good. That performance against run TMC was very impressive. I think that silly would need a big or very impressive win or impressive loss to make moves. I like what they're doing. I like how Brendan's coming into his own and really starting to ball. Yep. Shout out them. And they're a good team. And they're again, they're one of those teams you don't want to play in the playoffs. They're gonna be annoying to beat. They're not gonna let you, they're not gonna go easily. But I don't know. Them and Scott's just gonna something's gonna have to happen. Yeah. Uh Scott's at eight, obviously. <laughs> um, and Toon Squad at seven. Not a whole lot of movement here in the bottom four teams. Uh Bricklayers, Silly, Scott's Toon. That that's from ten up to seven. Um, but now we have at number six, Greg, some some movement here. A big team taking a big drop in the rankings, going down to the number six spot. We have Sports at <laughs> four. They're starting out three and zero, one of the best teams in the league, taking down the, the two-time defending champs in Shocker City. Um, this team was definitely what we would consider an elite, top of the food chain contender. 
and uh, they've taken a big drop, four straight losses down here at number six. Now. Yeah, I mean, look, it's sad. I mean, I love Norco, love sports look. Again, like I said, um, they're bruised and battered right now. They just need to pick themselves up, recalibrate, get back to it. They'll be okay. They're too talented with the guys they have. Acevedo's having a really good season. They Again, it's just worry about the end of the regular season. Finish strong. Take that momentum into the playoffs. Forget about everything else. Yep. Another team taking a drop, Greg, to the number five spot now. Dropping from the three, if I'm correct, is a redeemed team now sitting at four and three. Um, definitely a good season. So you're, you're four and three. You're sitting as top five team in the league with a lot of upside. Um, they haven't been able to get their guys all there at the same time for – multiple weeks in a row so you know just getting their guys uh you know all available to them during the playoffs i think that uh they won't really be too concerned about these regular season power rankings right yeah i mean look redeem team is kind of the same thing with sports look it's just they just need to get their minds right recalibrate and get ready for the playoffs it's yep. these teams are too talented where i know you don't have guys showing up so all right if you guys know you're going to have about five or six people a game they start the game plan. How are we going to combat and having five or six people a game? Because they can do it. They can win championships. There's a reason Redeem teams are fifth team when we both really love them. But they desperately need Destin Simmons at the games because he gives them so much offense and shooting. And it's it spaces the floor so much because you have to contest Destin's shots. You can't leave Destin open. Oh. This Redeem team is really good on defense too. But again, you need bodies there. If the bodies aren't showing up, it's not going to be enough. Speaking of bodies, Greg, another thing we don't mention when we're talking about this number four team being Nick Strong, who's taking a jump up into these power rankings. Nick Strong at number four has been able to get their bodies to show up week in, week out. Have you noticed that? Like, I feel like we don't talk about that enough, is that they're always there. And I feel like last season when Mike Vesicchio stopped showing up at the end of the season, when they were actually starting to play their best basketball of the year, you know, I remember talking to Ann. He was like, damn, dude, we, we just need Mike. I think Mike had some complications with work or whatnot, um, or his schedule might have changed. Or I'm, I'm just completely speculating. I just know that he wasn't able to make the games. Um, and I think now that they're able to get all their guys to show up on a consistent basis, Greg, alongside the additions of Chris Leak, this, this Nick Strong team at four is a problem. I agree. I love Nick Strong at four just as much as I love the team at three, and that's Shocker City. Shocker. And look, I think that – Nick Strong is the anti-shocker. They are – they're none of them are like – outside of Chris Leak or someone any of us would say are like superstars. Like we, we – until this year, they shot onto the stage. And now they all are superstars, and they're a top four team in this league. And they're a title contender. And they're a team that can face any team in this league. The way they pass the ball, the way they're unselfish, the way they rebound. They're one of the best rebounding teams in this league. The way they can attack inside – it's just kind of the, it's it's and then you got a team that just like I said, Shocker City at three. Shocker City, if Terrell Vargas is playing like that and Devon Pratt can have somewhat of a three point shot, it's going to be so hard to beat a team that deep. Yeah, they're they're definitely a team that like we talk about all the time. If you got the deep, uh, you know, the depth and the versatility on the bench, you know, from your first guy to your sixth guy, your seventh guy, like you know, that's just what makes teams really excel in this league is just having. You know, multiple types of talents on your team that all mesh together like a puzzle and just come together and play basketball uh, only for, you know, a, a few hours a week. Um, sometimes some of these teams look like they've been playing, you know, full seasons of NBA games, just, you know, 72 game seasons um, the way that they have chemistry. Because going back off the court, you know, what I'm saying like the childhood friendships and just playing in the driveway, all that type of stuff. 
Um, I feel like Nick Strong has the most of that. You know, obviously the Vesicchio brothers and all these guys um, rally around uh, a good cause. That's why their name's Nick Strong. I think that they're just a close-knit community of dudes, and I feel like uh, uh, that's what makes Nick Strong a, an elite team and, and able to contend with a team like Shocker City. I feel like when people ask, uh, you know, some of these – we, we actually have asked. I don't want to spoil who it was, but we've asked a player on one of the top-ranked teams in the league right now who do you most not want to see in the playoffs? And they said, obviously, excluding the champs in Shocker City, it'd be Nick Strong. So I just want to get that out there, Nick Strong. Um, definitely a team who all these top-ranked teams have on their radar now um, heading into the playoffs, Greg. Uh, the top two teams, no movement here. At Flint, we have uh, at two, and, of course, TMC at oh. one. Um, TMC staying undefeated at 7-0, and uh, the Flint Tropics at 6-1 and by themselves the top two ranked teams in the league right now, Greg. So any thoughts on the top two um, before we get into the week eight preview? Yeah, let's go Flint. That's it. That's it. That's it. Short and sweet for Greg Sharp. Uh, so yeah, we'll see uh, how that stuff's going to shake up next week. Uh, we got a bunch of good games, which we'll get into right now. Docker City taking on Scott's Tots in this first game, Greg. Hey. We set the line at minus 27 and a half, obviously. Uh, for Shocker City, plus 27 and a half underdogs, Scott's Tots. I personally think Shocker City is going to come out and cover. Um, I think Devon Pratt is a big game. I'm going to go Scott's Tots cover, but Shocker wins. And I just think Scott's Tots is starting to figure this league out. I think they're better than their record indicates. I don't think they'll win, but I, I think it'll be one of those like 20. It'll be right around. So I might lose this, but I have a feeling Scott's Tots is starting to, you know, get a little momentum. Yeah, um, so I think the Pratt's going to go off. We have a player prop on Devon Pratt in this game. Three-pointers attempted at six and a half. I just feel like um, against what he would determine as a lesser opponent in Scott's Tots, he's just going to try to go crazy and just jack threes. Could be wrong. Um, six and a half. But I'm still going to go under. I think six and a half is a big number. I think he probably pulls around five, uh, maybe even six. If he hits six, I'll still cover. So uh, I'm going to go under Devon Pratt's three-pointers attempted at six and a half. Going over, baby. Pratt's going to be pulling. Especially when Rosinski starts talking, Pratt will just start pulling threes. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, the Flint Tropics, Greg, your boys, Ben Eaton Dubs, Flint Tropics, minus 40 and a half point favorites going up against the Bricklayers. Uh, and the Flint Tropics are a team that's known to put up uh, over 100 point victories in the past. Uh, don't really want to talk about that too much, but the Flint <laughs> Tropics, uh, minus 40 and a half point favorites going up against the Bricklayers. I think that they'll cover that spread. I'm taking the Flint. Flint Nation, that's what we do, baby. We can cover spreads, and we go, and we win ships. You're not taking your boys, the Bricklayers, to cover? Bricklayers, you know I love you guys, but I, this blood bleeds teal and orange. Teal and orange? This yeah, blood bleeds right. Flint. <laughs> this blood bleeds Flint blue, baby. That's all you got to know. Um, so, Greg, in this game, the player prop, 152.5 total points scored. Um, so it would be like a typical over-under that you'd bet on in Vegas, you know, uh, 152 and a half kind of steep. I'm going to go actually under, I don't think the brick layers are going to be able to score at an efficient rate against the Flint tropics swarming defense. I agree. Um, actually I'm going over Flint scored 170 book it. Oh my God. That's a lie. I don't know. Right, look. I got a little hype for my boys. Flint take it down 20 points. They're scoring 150. And he's getting to him. <laughs> All right. So you, you going under or over there, Greg? Over. Greg's going over. I'm going to go under. So we're split up on that one, Greg. Heading into the next game, we had Nick Strong taking on the Silly Senders. 
Um, Nick Strong's going to be minus 17 and a half point favorites. Silly Sanders plus 17 and a half point dogs. I still think Nick Strong's in a cover. I just feel like they're rolling right now. They always cover. They're one of the best at covering there. And like you said, their momentum's too hot right now. The way Chris Leak and the uh, Ryan Florentine and the Basicchio brothers are performing with Tavar Pierce starting to find that three-point shot, especially if they're a boy that hasn't been there for the past few weeks, Joey Carbone or whatever his name is. Um, I mean, look, this Nick Strong team, if they have another guy come, a big man, watch out Legacy Leagues. Yeah. Um, they, th- they told me that they haven't, they, they do have him. He showed up a couple of weeks. He's, um, he has the size, but they told me that he's not in great, uh, physical shape to run the floor, um, for multiple possessions at a time. So he's kind of got the taco fall effect where he's, uh, that, that dominant presence that, that they want down low on the, on the block, but it's just a matter of being able to sustain, um, you know, long periods of, of minutes on the floor. And I don't think he's ready to do that necessarily yet, but still a great guy to have on the team, on the bench, to deploy in you know, situations where you might need a, a, a stop on defense in the last few seconds or just to give one of your guys a quick breather, send out a big, um, you know, to, to help guard up against a guy like a Dave Armstrong or a Chad McCoy or something along those lines. So definitely a guy who um, could be used uh, by Nick Strong going forward who we haven't seen enough of yet. And if he can show up and uh, ball out, Greg, that'd be a good guy we can slide into our surprise on the ride. Um, so uh, keep an eye out for that, Greg. In this game, the player prop, we have Nick Strong's total assists. I think they only had four assists last week. I don't know if that's a mess up in the stats by the interns or if they're just a dominant isolation scoring team, but only four assists last week. If I'm, if I'm correct, it was definitely under 10. It was a, it was a very small amount. Um, Nick Strong total assists this week. We're going to put it at eight and a half, which kind of seems ridiculously low, but um based on recent stats nick strong is an iso scoring team so eight and a half seems uh like a good number here i'm gonna go just barely under too so i don't think that there's gonna be a whole lot of passing i mean there's gonna be passing i just think that the scoring is just gonna come in uh, isolation situations for the most part on nick strong i think nick strong is gonna listen to this and then tr- attempt to get like 20 assists so yeah prove me, right, me right lindor if that happens, I'm really screwed. If Florentine's listening, he's definitely going to get the boys on deck for uh, moving that rock. Uh, come on, right? Don't do it to me. Uh, next game, Greg, run TMC versus Redeem team. Mm-hmm. Run TMC, minus six and a half point favorites taking on the Redeem. I think that six and a half is a nice spread here. I think I'm getting some good value. I'm calling up the book, and I'm absolutely hammering Redeem team with the points. Look. I need him to show up, though. I need him to show up or I'm fucked. Look. I've been on redeem all season. I pick them all the time, but uh, I, I just got to see them show up with a full roster one week. If they show up with a full roster, I'll buy back in. But right now, I got to go TMC because I know TMC. Even if Reggie's not there, they'll have the rest of their team. I like it. I like it, Greg. Um, for the player prop, people are going to think there's a conspiracy because for some reason Joey Zacco just always fucking finds a way to sneak into these player props. So we absolutely love it. Uh, the player prop in this one, there's a reason Joey's in this one. We didn't just pick him just for no reason. Um, we're doing a battle of the Legacy League's employees, I guess you could say. Uh, and Joey Zacco taking on Eddie Whitman. Uh, of course, Joey the commish. Eddie, one of uh, former intern. He helps out in, in the league in multiple ways. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is going to be a good one. Both guys are like the GMs of their team, you could say. We're just going to put them head-to-head points scored. They're both three-point shooters uh, dominant from behind, behind the arc. So 
I think this is a good one. I think Eddie Whitman is going to be the one I'm going to go with in this game. Shout out Joey. He's probably going to give me some shit. But I always like go against Joey in these props just so I can hear from him later on. I'll probably get a Slack little notification later and uh, have a word with him. I'm going uh, Eddie as well. Yeah. I love it. Joey's going to be so um, I mean, I, I picked TMC Joey, so you get a dub there. There you go. But I got, I got to go Eddie, and this is my reasoning. I think Reggie's back. And if I'm picking TMC because I don't know if Redeem's going to have people, I know Eddie will be there. And if, let's say, they have four or five, I think Eddie will have to do a lot more scoring. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. If Redeem, he doesn't have all the guys. Uh, and Eddie shows up. I'm going to be looking pretty solid. Because um, Joey, for the most part, actually does play, like, smart minutes. Like, he goes out there when he has, like, the right matchup and – He'll come off if obviously somebody that's refreshing down the bench is deserves to be out there and needs to come out, then Joey will pull himself off for that guy. So maybe Joey's uh, high IQ basketball mentality will help me out in this game if he's not out there for as many minutes as he should be. But we all know Joey listens to the pod. We all know Joey's going to yeah. go out there and try to outscore Eddie. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I know Eddie probably listens to this episode too. So yep. um, hopefully they're both listening and they're ready to go head to head. Hopefully they both show up so we don't get any washes because that's that's always a, a pretty crappy feeling. Um, shout out Matt Zaka, Joey's brother, who played last week. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in this game necessarily, but uh, he played last week and it was fun seeing Matt out there, former three-point um, contest champion, former teammate of mine on Stranger Danger, and just an all-around legacy league veteran, made, made multiple all-star teams in his past, just a great player. Um, we didn't really talk about this episode. We made a little bit of a season debut. Um, Greg, the next game, Toon Squad taking on Sportsook. Toon Squad's going to be plus seven underdogs taking on Sportsook, who's been reeling lately. And for that reason, I think the plus seven for Toon, who just came off a win, obviously not against a team as quality as Sportsook, but nonetheless, I think that that might give them a little bit of momentum. Plus seven in this game against Sportsook. How dare you go again? That is... Jeff Norco about to drop 35 and then look you in the eye and say, six, six, I'm in trouble. hammer sports look. Oh, no. I'm in trouble. I probably, uh, Jeff Norco, definitely one of uh, one of our favorite guys uh, who's, who's listened to the pod, definitely uh, enjoys busting our balls when, when we get things wrong or not give sports look the credit <laughs> that they deserve. I think that I could be in for some trouble here. If uh, Toon Squad doesn't cover for me, but uh, Greg, we're gonna come uh, with our player prop on this game. Which team will be the game's, or I'm sorry, which team will the game's highest scorer come from? So essentially, um, you know, which team's gonna have the game's higher score? And also, a little bonus, a little added point for this one, if you can also guess who the player is, add another notch to, to the victory chart for, for me and you in the head-to-head. So for the for the game's highest score, I do think it's going to be coming from Toon Squad. I think it's going to be Chad McCoy. Well, this sucks. <laughs> Same. Same <laughs> <laughs> here. Um, so not you too much what? parody in that one. Honestly, I, I hate to say it. I think it's – honestly, actually, I have sports look Jeff Norco. You're changing it. Sports look Jeff Norco. Oh, man, you're just trying to get Jeff to love you more than me now. Dude, all I know is the disrespect coming out of his mouth. Absurdity. Oh, no, dude. Don't don't throw me under the friggin' bus like that. Yep. Unbelievable. Even my dog just threw up. 
Greg's really doing it to me here on the pod. The last one, if you haven't noticed a couple of these teams, we said twice because there's some doubleheaders. It's an extended week. Shocker City playing their second game of the week versus Flint Tropics, also playing their second game in the nightcap. We have Shocker versus Flint, and this game's going to be a straight-up pick em. These two teams are rivals, um, definitely old-school rivals going back a few seasons now. And head-to-head uh, -head battles between these two games are always close. They're always gritty. And uh, they're always what you want to see. So I cannot wait for this matchup. This game's a pick 'em. Um, I'm picking Shocker City to win. It sucks because I literally love the Flint Tropics. But listen, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Reg's over there going crazy. If you can't see him, um, listen, the the Flint Tropics. I love those guys. I love Rye. I love Mike, DJ, the Japs brothers. Matt C is one of my favorite all-time defenders in this league. Mike Druin. One of the nicest kids in the league always comes up and says what up to me. I, I hate picking against, against these guys, but I got to go with my gut. And we can't both be on the Flint bandwagon at all times, Greg. There's got to be a little bit of a split here on the pod. We got to have something to, to make the people tune in. I'm going with Soccer City to win this game. <sighs> you know... When I told Pierre at the front desk of the restaurant, Connor's back allowed in, he said, are you sure? You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, Pierre, come on, stop playing. But you know, now that I got to go back to Pierre and embarrass myself and tell him, when I walk in with my guys Flint Monday night, with oh, I got to tell him you're not allowed to, you know what? Flint Nation, unbelievable. Flint Nation, that's all I got to say. Flint Nation, unbelievable. Oh man, I'm dead. Greg, that's going to wrap things up for another episode here on the Summer 19 Weekly Rebound Podcast. From Connor Sauer, your host, and Greg Horn, my co-host, thank you to all the fans and players for tuning in. Greg, any final words for the listeners at home? Yeah, go bet your house on Flint. Go bet your house on Flint. Oh, no, I'm in trouble. Hey, I've been digging a hole. I'm right now. Flint. Yeah, the, the bookie's going to be uh, getting a hold of me this week because it's not looking good. Greg's not giving me the vibes that I'm going to be heading into a good next week either. So uh, be sure to drop a file on the podcast. Do something to cheer me up over on Twitter at weekly underscore rebound and tune in on the audio version as well. You guys who listen while you're at work or on your way home from, from school or from your job, whatever it is, uh, you know, we got the SoundCloud version available to you guys as well. So you guys can stay up to date with all your legacy leagues action. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week.